Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning and happy Thursday. It's the 4th and we are back with the Bible Reading Plan podcast. My name is Brendan. I'm here with Dan Brown and we're going to read the scripture passage from Matthew 28 verses 16 through 20 and I'll go ahead and read this one if that's all right. Sure. It goes like this. Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came to them and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Okay, Dan. What do you see in this passage? Wow. Um, this is one that, that um, I put in the paperwork for um, the ministry that I'm working on. And um, there, there was something that was, that was special that this, this kind of jumped out to me recently. And that was that he's with us always to the end of the age mm-hmm. and he didn't mean physically we, yesterday we were just talking about how great it was you know to, to be physically with people and he didn't mean that you know he was going to manifest next to you you know and walk physically with you it's a spiritual togetherness and um, Brendan, you recently sent out some some uh, rough draft paperwork and stuff for missional communities, and there was a prayer in there that strips us down hmm. to what are we? But I, I had this vision of just a floating spirit that's not so great looking, other than it's clothed with another spiritual shell around it called the Holy Spirit and that's why God sees us as perfect so when we when we got to or had to uh, be separated physically and I think about the ministry that I'm, I'm trying to build right now and, and all of the stuff that you have been doing you know with zoom and the church has been doing with zoom and everybody's using zoom and we're not actually together and we're not actually together and kind of sad and all that but but aren't we Hmm. aren't we actually together because the physicalness is second to spiritual Hmm. and i think about when when god said we need to all gather together he didn't mean our bodies needed to be in the same room meant that we needed to be spiritually connected Hmm. and i think that you can be um spiritually there's, there's no physical thing that can separate spiritual connectedness. And, um, you know, going through the scriptures, 
you know, we're on Zoom. But I feel spiritually connected to you, Brandon. Um, mm. Separate homes, we're not physically next to each other. So I think we can all just be spiritually connected. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's that's great, Dan. I think you're, you're tying together. I mean, you're looking forward from this passage into um, the Ascension and Pentecost which we just celebrated last Sunday. Um, and you're tying that together with kind of this ecclesiology of um, COVID-19 realities where, you know, what happens when we're not able to be physically present with each other? Does that still count? And you're saying, well, yeah, the ascension. Uh, Jesus ascended and that's social distancing to the max, you know, and, and he's, he's remote now. And yet he's more present with us now than he could have been uh, in person. And, and I think that we're gifted that way, that we can be the same. Yeah. We, I mean, we can spiritually be very close. I have a cousin that lives in another state and spiritually, I just, I always feel connected to him. Hmm. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thanks. Thanks for that, Dan. Um, a couple of things that I was noticing, um, First of all, this always gets me, but some doubted, but some doubted. Yeah. Okay. So you got 11, only 11. That's it. All you got at the end of all this, this ordeal. I mean, you got the son of God being born of a virgin, you know, like think of all the stuff Jesus pulled off, right? Like miracles, teachings, healings. Uh, you know, casting out of demons, um, you know, dying on a cross and being raised from the dead. And at the end of this, all you got is 11 people. <laughs> it's like nothing. <laughs> you got 11 people. I mean, 11. And then it says, but some doubted. You don't even have 11, you know? You got some people who are worshiping him. And some doubted, like, how much is some? Whatever it is, it's a huge percentage of that 11. Some is more than one. So it's at least at least 20% of the people. You know, right? so is that <laughs> encouraging? Is that encouraging? Yes, that it's very encouraging to me. And here's why that's encouraging. The Son of God, even after death, had only nine at most committed disciples to him and yet here we are today you know here you and i are talking because of the hope of jesus right like that is there's so much talk about see we were talking about seeds on monday right talk yeah. about seed like there's just this tiny little thing mustard seed where you go that's nothing there's nothing there nine people at most are worshiping Jesus at his ascension. And he's calling, and he's even calling the people who are doubting. He's even telling them to go and disciple people. So to me, that is just, that's so cool and so encouraging that, first of all, uh, when I try something and things don't go the way I planned and people aren't coming along like I thought they would, which you and I have both faced. I know we've, we've talked mm -hmm. about that in our conversations. Like, um, 
and and that's okay, you know. Um, and the other little point about that is when we doubt, you know, when we're not sure we can do it, we're not sure about Jesus, or we're not sure what to make of all of this, or whether we're hearing God right, or um, whatever. Jesus, the call still remains. Jesus still invites us, just like you were talking about, like, you know, I forget if it was Psalm, Psalm 8 on Tuesday, where he said he puts everything under our feet, even though, and we talked about how, like, even though he knew it would kill him to put everything under our feet. Um, Jesus knows they've, they're doubting, and he still calls them to go disciple people. It's okay, the call remains. Um, and the other thing that's encouraging about this passage in general, aside from that, it's undoubted, but it's still related, is uh, George Hunsberger, missiologist George Hunsberger, writes about this passage, and it has totally changed the way I see this passage. He said, you've got to read this passage as the early church read it. He said, this was written as a letter. Matthew is written as a letter to the early Christians, especially the Jewish Christians. And... Um, they would have read this post-Pentecost after the gospel had begun spreading and after they have already been made disciples and have made disciples. And he said, this is an affirmation that what they have done has been worth it. That this is an affirmation to say, hey, everything that's been happening, you know, in your discipleship life, it's all something that Jesus has kind of blessed from the beginning that you are a result of, so it's less of a command. He was saying, this is less, this is a command, but the early church would have not read this so much as a command as they would have read it as a, as a fulfilled promise, like praise God, you know, um, like imagine if you read a letter, uh, from, from yourself, you know, 20 years ago, talking about, uh, your kids, Dan, and then you, you were to read it, now you'd be like, wow, that happened. You know, my kids did grow up into the kind of people that I wanted them to be. And they did become, you know, adults. And we did make it through those phases that seemed so hard at the beginning. And, and I feel like that's how the early church would have written, read this to go, wow, like Jesus' promise did come true. And I can read that in the same way to go, wow, like the, it was enough that there were some people who doubted and there was nine or fewer who who believed in this thing and jesus was faithful and it gives me hope like oh he'll be faithful again you know like he'll continue to be faithful and i can be part of that and that's where the command comes in like yeah i want to be part of that disciple making movement i want to be part of that and i want to give that away too even if i have my moments of doubts i want to still enter in and be a part of it that's beautiful so today if you are, you know, of course, I hate when I start off sentences with, if you are listening to this, because <laughs> I heard you say that with, uh, with it's, uh, it's just a knee jerk way to start off a sentence. If you're listening to this, well, of course yeah. you are. Gosh, darn it. Reese, Reese, you said that with Reese. I probably said that with Reese. Okay. So you are listening to this and, um, and you're going throughout your day as you're going throughout your day, just, um, to be reminded that you are part of a disciple-making movement already. You don't have to wonder if you're part of it. The fact that you love God and that God loves you um, and that the gospel has been shared in you is evidence 
that the disciple-making movement that Jesus promised from the beginning is working, that it's, it's bringing life and peace and order to the universe because you've heard it. It's reached your ears. And so now we have the privilege to pay that forward. So who are you discipling today? That's another thing about this passage. The verb in the Greek is not make disciples. It's not verb, you know, direct object. It is just a verb. It's there, go therefore and disciple all ethnicities. That's the nation's word, ethne. Disciple them. So um, rather than focusing too much on outcomes, uh, what are the next steps you're taking to disciple other people? Who are the people you're discipling today? And um, how will you share God's love with them? How will you um, pour into their lives? How will you listen to them, love them, baptize them, um, teach them? Um, how will you be, become a part of that movement of disciple making? Dan, we've got one more day this week, and uh, I'll miss these conversations with you. Yeah, it's been cool. So we will be back in your earbuds tomorrow. And uh, tomorrow, I've always got to bring up the passage for the tomorrow. All right, it's 2 Timothy. And uh, we'll dive into that tomorrow, all right? Fantastic. All right. We'll be with you tomorrow, Friday morning. Later. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Mm -hmm.